Welcome to episode 61 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, and with me as always is Chris, and I want to take a moment to thank listener George, who pointed out via email that while we often mention that we are available on Spotify at the end of the show, it can be challenging to find the show on that platform using what you'd think would be good search terms like the show's name. (laughs) You'd think that would be the way to go. But who are we to dictate how search optimization should work? At any rate, we have found that it's much easier to find us on Spotify if you search by our Twitter names. Particularly Chris's, which is... At C.D. Villasenor. Or you can try me at S-E-A-T-J-K. As usual, interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod or hit us up via email at... Holla, holla. At 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. And thank you, George. This week, we're talking replacements. Um, in segment one, we're going to talk about advances in medical technology and the need for it and swapping out your body parts. I had to have some body parts swapped. It's getting to that time, isn't it? <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> uh, segment two, we'll talk about the best replacements in the world of sports, music, and pop culture as we're inspired by uh, Big Dick Nick hitting free agency at the end of the day today. And he's, finally, he's, he's off. He's off to somewhere better, better places. I hope. I hope they figure out how to take advantage of his energy. <laughs> <laughs> in segment three, we'll talk about sliding doors casting moments in your favorite movies. The Jatwa continues to trend upward this week, so look forward to that. And in the OT, it's nine oh two one oh no. As rumors of a West Beverly reunion have reached a fever peach pitch. Is that a bridge too far? (laughs) Um, Yes, but that's okay. Uh, Before we get to our topics, have you been to the library lately? I I go on a regular basis. It is a is a it's a normal stop for us on our weekly trek, um, for either maybe a tutoring session or picking up books or whatnot. So we're I'm I'm a regular. Excellent. Any uh, any more shenanigans to report? <laughs> no, I'm I'm in and out of there. I don't. I'm no. It scares me sometimes. Well, we also do the library thing on a fairly regular basis. Um, but I get paranoid bringing the books home because they get scattered around the house, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna lose one of these fucking books. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow I'm gonna owe some obscene amount of money. But uh, that's probably an unfounded fear on my part. But I was there recently, and. I was looking for a particular book and it's been checked out every time I've gone in. So I never actually expect to find it, but it seems like they must've got some additional copies, but they got them in the large print. Like, so it's, Oh, it's like, <laughs> like for the old... people can't see. Yes. Like, yes. Double. Like does the, so the print is large. Is the f- book large too? It's a relatively large paperback. I mean, I don't know what the original looks like cause it's the only copy I've ever seen. Sure. Um, but it's just, it's a larger size paperback. It's like um, not quite uh, maybe, I don't know, it doesn't matter, six by eight maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the page yeah. is a little bit bigger than a standard paperback, yeah. Okay. And it's it's it, it looks like a like a junior high schooler's book, like a sixth <laughs> grader's book. And you open it up. Yes, I know what you're saying. So I look it up in and, and, and the system and I'm like, great. So they've got these large print copies and I'm like, all right, you got to go to the weird large print section because it's that stuff's all together. And there's an older gentleman who clearly must work at the library. I don't recall having seen him there before, and I don't generally interact with the library employees. All the kiosks are self-served these days. But uh, he feels compelled to tell me that I'm in the large print section, and in a way that makes it clear that like he'd rather 
I, a young person, not potentially take the large print book? But this is is this is akin to using the handicap toilet. I think it's not to, like I think it's nearly as as impactful <laughs> to the person who might want to use it instead. But yeah, but, okay. I, but he, sure. Did he make it pretty clear? Like, like I, I, he sized you up and said, "You obviously can go regular print." He didn't say it, but yeah, that that was the tone was was. <laughs> this is what he, so, so, These books so, aren't for so, you, Sonny. So, so, <laughs> this is the large print section. Did he, yeah. Was he all condescending and shitty? Uh, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, I'm probably perceiving more of it he, just because it kind of came out of nowhere. He's like, and I also don't like to be told by people things that are obvious because I feel insulted by that. It's like, yeah, no shit. I can read. Listen, old man, <laughs> you don't know what I need. That's what you should have said. It's like, you don't well, know. That's, that's what I said. I said, he said, well, cause he says, you know, this is the large print section. Um, he's like, what you're, what you're of course welcome to if, if you want. But, uh, and he just kind of trailed off and I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you don't have any copies of the regular one. So I'm going to go ahead and get this one, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my library adventure this week. I find myself dialing up my Kindle print size lately i had to i bumped it up one for comfort yeah even though i'm wearing glasses more and more um yeah i find myself i find myself turning up the uh, the kindle font a little bit one sure. more i gave it a bump the other day are you using the scrolling method now because haven't they updated that so it's all like just a constant scroll instead of the tap and page turn are you still using no the page i'm turn still animation? a tap and page turn i've got an older one i don't even know if mine does scrolling i don't know i've got a kindle that's at least 10 years old so i guess i mostly use the app now i don't like i have a kindle in a drawer somewhere that's many years old but i just like i use the app neither read on my ipad or on my phone yeah so that's it but uh yeah so i i understand i understand the need for the large print format <laughs> so if like somebody gives me a hard if some librarian gives me a hard time about the large print format i'm gonna kick him in the teeth well, I mean, you look a lot older than me, so you probably won't have any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. No problem. All right. So should we do the show? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we're going to start tonight by talking about, well, recent medical attention. So you, you alluded last week to you had some dental work done. I did. I had some dental surgery done. So um, when you're a kid playing sports, mouth trauma is pretty much, you know, run of the mill. Right. So I had some mouth trauma as a young kid. And I had to get a root canal. Oh, no. So when I was 12, 11 or 12. So I hit this root canal and that tooth has been living in my head for, I don't know, 40 years now. So just mm-hmm. kind of kicking in there. And the other week I was just eating and I bit down on a crusty piece of bread and my root just uh, fractured. Like no. it made this crunch. Oh. Like, I just, I'm like, oh shit. Oh, and no. I knew exactly what it was. I was like, oh man, that tooth just gave up the ghost. It was all loose in there. Oh, no. And, and I was in Portland of all places. So I'm not anywhere near. So I call my dentist and it's like, oh, you have to come in on Monday. I'm like, okay. Fortunately enough for me, I happen to I happen to be like this late forties guy who still sleeps with a retainer in. <laughs> I sure. have a retainer. I have an orthodontic retainer. Hey man, people have a night guard. I don't, no judgment from here. Yeah. So I put I slap my I slap my uh, my retainer in to hold the tooth in, and it worked like a champ. So I was able to sort of work around it. But I got in on Monday, and uh, got into the dentist, and they said, "Well, we've already booked you with the periodontist." 
because we know. So they gave me, they took the x-ray and said, oh, yeah. It's like, that's a root fracture. You got to go. So I got immediately in my car. I drove to the periodontist. And they pulled that tooth out and numbed me up a little bit. I was lucky because it was a root canal tooth. It doesn't have a nerve in it. So even though it was screwed up, it wasn't hurting me. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, that's got to come out. So they pull it out. They clean out the hole. And I don't. They drive a screw in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they they drive a screw into my upper jaw, and then they fill in the hole. And then they give me a temporary crown to to have, and it actually looks good. I mean, he does it. It's part art. What mm-hmm. he was doing. It's like medical and it's art because the tooth looks just like it looked before, and uh, and now it has to heal up for like twelve weeks before they give me my permanent crown. But the, uh, but I was just like, God dang! I mean, it, you know, it took a while. So you had to, yeah, lying in that, lying in that chair. Yeah, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not pleasant. But yeah, I was glad they, I was glad they did it. I guess they, they figured it had to come out. It's sooner or later, anyway. So what? There you go. See, I've avoided most uh, adult dental disasters to this point. I've been lucky that way. Um, I was, an, it was a nightmare for me as a child. <laughs> Oh yeah, did you have oh. a lot of? Did you have a lot? Of, you had a lot going on, braces oh, I, and cavities and just the regular shit. So cavities, not a ton of cavities, um, but you know whatever, as many as any kid in the eighties. Um, but I had a crossbite, and then I had like crowded teeth, so they had to take like permanent teeth out of my head while my permanent teeth were coming in. So it was like an elementary schooler, I had to get like four permanent be- teeth removed. Oh, <laughs> and then <laughs> braces, t- braces twice two different set two different sessions not like i had braces and they were like oh we fucked it up it was like a multi-stage effort <laughs> oh god <laughs> no headgear ever so oh, that's good uh, rubber bands though for a while which is the worst much yeah worse. the uh yeah i mean i just i had upper braces but that was that was it again i have like some screwed up crossbite too i mean it's yeah. one of those deals where i had an underbite and they would have had to break my jaw to give me a a standard bite and my folks said ah pass yeah. <laughs> so, with it. thanks to mom and dad but the crossbite has its own has its own deals yeah my dental work story is more of a like a like a, like a life drama story and not really a dental problem story so what i was whatever i must have been 19 or 20 i was i need to get my wisdom teeth out luckily i only have two um i fly back so at that point my parents are still living in alaska and i'm living in seattle and so i fly back to alaska to get this done because i'm still on my medical care still pretty much through my parents and it's i'm not going to the doctor frequently enough that i have to have established anything down in washington and so i get there and i get in the you know the oral surgeon's office and they start to get ready to do the prep and in comes the you know i, I don't know i guess uh, surgeon's assistant like, sure right, right, uh, mm-hmm. to do the the anesthesia and it's a, a girl that I dated in high school. <laughs> and remember, I'm only like 18 months out of high school. Right. So, oh, but she's working there as a dental assistant. Correct. Correct. And she's going to administer anesthesia to you? Apparently. And I'm learning like, this in real time in the moment in the like room. Training, like she went, she graduated high school. She went to dental assistant college for a year. I mean, I think she just, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think she just gave me the, the, they re- I don't remember the sequence of events, obviously, because, you know, when you get your wisdom teeth out, they knock you out pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you wake up all jacked up and... and right. Yeah, which and was you, fun. Plenty of YouTube videos 
Sure, for those. exactly. And I was like that when I woke up. I remember asking, like, oh, this is great. Can I get some more? <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I, I, it occurred to me that, and this is way off topic, but I had what in retrospect seems like kind of a terrible dating pattern when I was younger as a high schooler. Um, I guess, I mean, I was probably after what all teenage boys are after. I don't sure. know, you know, <laughs> realistically. But it was very important to me to be respectful. And so my move was to, like, woo a girl I found attractive. And honestly, I think proximity was, like, a huge part of my criteria at the time. <laughs> in the case of the girl uh, that was in the the office, she was, like, my locker neighbor in senior year. Oh, so you <laughs> like, were just hitting on her all the time. And pretty much, And finally she yeah. went out with you. Yeah. yeah got so it. we kicked it for a little bit. Like, before, you know, you kick it before you even make out in high school, at least when I did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd stick around until things progressed to a point where... Like, it seems like if I hung around even longer, that it would progress even further in that fashion. Um, but I never wanted to, like, take it all the way and then bail. So generally, I thought unless it was going to be sort of last until it ended, like everything does, I'd, I'd, pu- I'd pull the ripcord before anything serious went down because I didn't right. want to have a reputation. And I didn't want to be disrespectful. Fair enough. But then I'm like, I'm in the oral surgeon's chair and I'm going to have to let this girl I made out with a couple of times pretty hard in the back of my station wagon. Sure. <laughs> and, and only actually dated for a couple of weeks. Like, you know, I don't know. It <laughs> just, it was, it was nerve wracking in the moment, even though I'm probably, if anyone made it weird, it was probably me. Right. Yeah, she probably, <laughs> she's over it, right? Yeah, Your yeah. ego is like, oh, she must be heartbroken. <laughs> she's like, I th- don't I know you? Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, she just sort of said hello and moved on right. with her life. I was an idiot, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are yeah, wisdom teeth are a good time. But again, it's just, I just feel like in my 20s, I think I went to the doctor once. <laughs> in my 30s, I think I went to the doctor like four times, like, I started going yearly at some point. I think after I got married, I started going yearly. Started well, at doing some the point, they start physical. telling you. If you have yeah. insurance, the doctor's like calling you, like, you need to come in. Right. And now it's like, like shit's falling apart, you know? It's, uh, it's not good. Aches and pains are setting in. Things are, things are, things are starting to escalate. And I'm not thrilled about it, really. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I've never had any real, I mean, I've had injuries, sports injuries, but never really any nagging problems. And now my just back hurts all the time. And I mean, I'm just out of shape. It's just, there's no excuses. You yeah. got any other like replacements on the docket? You got like, no. you for like a knee or a hip sometime in the next five no, years? My, my hip is going to have to happen before I, you know, if I live well, to be 80 years old, the hip is going to have to happen. I know yeah. that for a fact, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's just the, the, the indignity of like those kinds of, it feels, it's very humbling. Right. Yeah. And I know that I sleep with a CPAP, you know, for, you know, for people who have suffered from sleep apnea, mm-hmm. if you, if you're a sleep apnea sufferer, you should get a CPAP. But I remember the sleep testing that, that they give you. They basically hook you up to like 400 wires and this wiring girdle. And then they go, and then they say, okay, go to sleep. Your appointment is at eight 30 in the evening. And so you show up at the sleep center and they hook you up to all this stuff. They put you in a, something worse than a hotel bed. And then they're like, Oh, just go to sleep. And we'll just monitor you. I'm like, it is like eight 30 at night. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Like lie here. And so you're lying there. You've got, you're just gonna lie there. I think they, I just, is there music? Do they bring no, in hot I tea? No, there's nothing. You're just <laughs> stuck in this thing. And they like, and so you sleep for a while. There's no relaxing music and jasmine no, sense. Not the where I went. It's just like this, <laughs> just generic room, and uh, 
And at some point you fall asleep and then you snore and then they measure your snoring and your sleep apnea. And then they come in and they fit you for a CPAP and you get to sleep the rest of the time. And then they wake you up at like six in the morning and they kick you out. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, you know, you've got all this sort of like weird, like sensor gel stuck to your head and stuff and your hair's a mess. And, and then you realize, you know, they've been watching you sleep all night, right? There's somebody's job, like the sleep center technician's <laughs> job to watch you on video. There's a tape sleeping. somewhere. Yeah, there's a tape of me somewhere, like struggling to breathe as I sleep. <laughs> the no sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> just embarrassing. I don't know. It's just, but I guess it's. I guess you have to do it if you're if you're. Well, what if you're like one of those it? people that you know, like I know there's people that like have to crack one off to get to bed. You're in there, you're like, hey, uh, <laughs> right? You know, can the, you look uh, away and turn the camera off for a minute? Right. I'm never gonna be able to get to sleep. Yeah, because you know, I mean, everyone has their landing pattern, right? It's like I gotta take a poo, I gotta pee, I gotta brush my teeth, <laughs> I gotta, you know, what I mean, the thing, everything has to happen in the right order sure. in order for you to properly go to sleep. And if one of those things happens to be, you know cut one loose then that's you know that's how that's how it goes but yeah that's not a that's not a good situation i i i, I recommend people who need it do it but i don't recommend it doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of and we'll wrap up on this uh, i obviously got a call recently because it's been a few weeks since i had my procedure and i had to Ooh, uh yeah. had to get the test done yeah and i gotta make sure you're firing blanks yeah and so there's yeah. a couple of aspects about that that's weird um, one, obviously the collection process is very strange. I can't say that I've ever like thought that much about how I was going to deal with the end results <laughs> of my efforts before. Right. And having to try to catch it in a, in a, you know, a little plastic jar, it just very not, awkward situation. It's, it's not fun. Well, and then it's I'm not, like, the kids are home cause it's midwinter break. <laughs> so I'm like, can you just, there's our house is not quiet anywhere. It's so like, I right. lock myself double doors in the bathroom. Well, at I'm least like, you have to do it at home. I had to go to the office and do it. You did it in the doctor's office. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. They have a, they have a place you go and then they, what, like a glory hole. <laughs> it's like, a, it's just like a, there's magazines. There's, there's oh, like really? a, there's AIDS. Yeah. Uh huh. And there's a, I remember the one I went to had, uh, like this video screen. Yeah. Like a video screen. Coin op. No, and that had, <laughs> that had like six channels on it and you could just scroll through the channels and each channel was just running a different porn. So Fantastic. Just, porn. just trying to there's hit just, a sweet spot. Just, <laughs> flip, 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 flip. <laughs> trying to find, you're trying to find the scene that's that's progressed in a, in a way that you could like get right. it going. Be like, yeah, you're oh, trying, oh, to, yeah, you're yeah, trying yeah. to match up your moments you're, there, right? You're trying to just sort of get, <laughs> you're trying to get, you know, I, you know, I was thinking to make it easy, you should like be most of the way done by the time you get there, right? That's, I mean, like that's just start the car. <laughs> so you know, you see, like, so for half the day before you go in, you're like edging yourself. <laughs> Working up and then stopping. Right. Yeah, yeah. You show up there with like, with basically like, Jesus. like one sticking out of your pants, right? You're just like, you're like trying to fight one off out of your khakis. You got it tucked in the waistband. Just roll, just roll up in there and be like, come out 30 seconds later. All right, we're good. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, right. Well, this took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> but it was weird to get the call too afterwards to like, oh, congratulations. You've got nothing. Yeah, congratulations. It was a success. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Unless you're some sort of weirdo, like having to do that kind of stuff outside the house or whatever, it's just, you know. Yeah. I Well, I mean, doing it in the house with the kids around and like, I mean, I, there's nothing 
that that short circuits the process worse than child noises. <laughs> child kicking the door. Oh my god! Stop None kicking of that the door. <laughs> I just, I had planned it out in advance with my wife. I was like, look at, so I'm going to, this is when the test is needs to happen or supposed to happen. Uh, later today, this morning, I'm going to adjourn to the other room <laughs> for the collection process. Anyway. Make it sound like science. That's always yeah, helpful. Exactly. That's right. It's not That's science, what it was. man. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that it was fun. <laughs> All right. Well, as we move into segment two, um, we're going to talk about the best replacements you so you brought up that Nick Foles had been hit at free agency and you mentioned that you want to talk about sort of what are the best replacements overall in the world of sports and and, and in pop just, culture and in general and before you general. get started since it is sports related I want and we, I want really since I've blown the segue I want to just mention that the best replacement is all cadaver ligaments because Tommy John surgery is the thing that is the best replacement in the world of sports and knee knees and uh pig tendons they also use some other sort of other things but yes tendon replacement is crazy so god bless dr james andrews i think is he the one i think maybe he is the guy who pioneered that particular thing he'll stitch your crab meat back together (laughs) (laughs) you rip up your elbow man he's in there he's the guy he's in there fixing it yes but nick full let's nick Foles. at least over the last two years is the ultimate replacement right He's the yeah. backup QB who wins a Super Bowl and then shows up in the playoffs last year and gives you a solid performance. So I hope he goes somewhere where he'll be appreciated, but it's likely that he'll get overpaid and then people will be booing him by week 10. I mean, that's just how, that's just the way it goes, right? I think you just got to go somewhere where the offensive coordinator and the head coach are you know, going to ask Nick what he wants to run. Right. Like, I, I just. When I see most of the failures with clearly talented players, it's it's either it's pass protection or a bad playbook, and that's otherwise quarterbacks are generally at least decent. Yeah, and uh, and if you're looking at best sort of replacements, I have replacements and sidekicks. I thought, oh, I gotcha. thought but um, but but in terms of quarterback replacement, I my the th- first one that popped into my mind was Steve Young taking over for Joe Montana. Oh yeah, I mean that was I mean not just seamless but almost elevated the program a little bit i mean i don't think it's some... an almost i don't think it's almost i think yeah. the team got better i think steve could do more things i don't know if he was a better quarterback necessarily but he, he steve young definitely has lost some shine because he's not good on tv because <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome when i was you know a teenager steve young was he was oh, awesome he's great but the uh but i think maybe what's throwing me off these days is hair color I think that's really what's what's putting me off. There's some weird shit going on over there. <laughs> it's it's all kind of it, it looks like he just took the, the the hair color, like the gel that you get for your beard or something like that. <laughs> and then like instead of applying it properly, just squirted it into his hands. And just slapped and then it just his smeared head. it all over his head. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so he was he was the first one to come to mind. Did you have somebody on your list? No, I went right to like pop culture. I couldn't, I, so I couldn't get past Tom Brady, like replacing Drew, Drew Bledsoe, and uh-huh. I was like, whatever. I can't find any athletes I care about. So I just started thinking about what kind of replacements in the world have have been good. And actually, the first one I came up with was that streaming is better than blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I actually miss like the ritual though of going to the video store. And staring at the same 200 movies, basically, until you just wanted to lie down on the floor and die. 
because <laughs> you're like, I can't make a decision. But the real winner is uh, for streaming is mobility. Just being able to take your movies on the go, start them on yeah. one device, finish them somewhere else. It's just it's it's a near, a near panacea. Right. <laughs> so right. That's what came up for me. That's what I thought about. And then I started <laughs> talking about superheroes. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me let me let me take us down a tangent here on this Please do. this movie rental thing. So when I grew up, there was a uh, a um, a convenience store called Hux. Okay. <laughs> Not like General Hux from you Star Wars fans, but Hux, like Huckleberry Finn. It's called Hux. Oh, got it. It was in this sort of other corner of town near the stoplight. We had one stoplight in the town I grew up in, and it was near the stoplight. Anywho, we used to go there all the time on summer days to get candy bars and whatever, and they had movie rental there, right? But they also had back room movie rentals. Oh, yeah? Yes. So I remember being a young kid, like, we're just, you know, we're, you know, we know that it's kind of around there. So we're getting sodas right now. We're like, I don't know, 14, 15, we can't quite drive, we can't quite drive yet, because we have to ride our bikes to the, you know, to the Hucks to get, you know... when I was Soda. 14, 15, I lived in a one-stoplight town at the time, too. Right. So we go there, and my buddy, like it says at one point, we're like seeing like we're like kicking it there, and he's like, can we run a movie from the back? And the dude's like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> we, what? Excuse me? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you got back there? Then they, then they bring out this big binder. So the binder has all the covers. From the movies that like they the put karaoke in the book, right? It's the karaoke <laughs> book, except it's got the covers. They've cut out all the covers and they put them in this binder, so you can. How are we talking about binder. porn again? Because <laughs> it's a movie rental. This is this is like because it was anyway. Anyway, so we got so we got we figured at that point we were through. We we were we were able to rent pornography as. Teenage boys. This is like the best. It was one of the best days that ever happened. One of the best days of my life. What kind of dude was this running this store? It's just it's just some town dude who's like running the convenience store. He doesn't care. It's like he, it's two it's two dollars and fifty cents. Bring it back tomorrow. You know, it's a two day. And your rental parents never found it. Found one of them. No, we never. Just, no, it's summertime, man. They're working. We just yeah. take it back to the house, throw it in the VCR, and watch a bunch of porn, and then circle up around the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> God, just sort of, uh, we'd take it back in two days and I don't know, get another one later on. All right. Well, how about a palate cleanser? (laughs) (laughs) I think the newest Spider-Man is the best movie Spider-Man. You you like Miles Morales? No, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, Tom Holland from the live action. Look at that. I I went, I went to the newer, newer, newer one. Oh, I enjoy the Miles Morales. That to me is, um, I still think of that as a comic book, even though that came out as a movie. I still think of that just as a comic book property. The Miles Morales, right. to me, is the, the current Spider-Man in the books. But I was right. thinking, uh, that's why I sped, specifically said movie Spider-Man. Holland, Holland is perfect casting. Like, I don't know where they found him, whatever what he, whatever he was doing before Spider-Man, whatever. He's great as Spider-Man. He's all the things you want in a, in a Peter Parker, as far as I'm concerned. Did you have anything? Because I made a list. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I had, I had, I threw actually, I actually threw sidekicks on here as well. Okay. Then what do you got? Well, at first my, 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 uh, my best sidekick, Robin, because whenever somebody thinks about a sidekick, they're like, he's Batman. Then you're Robin. Which Robin is your favorite? Dick. The original. <laughs> Which, which is the thing. Why you laugh? Like, it's like <laughs> that's his name. I just. It was. It caught me off guard. 
anyway, I Dick Grayson's the best the best Robin. He's the original Robin. He's he served many purposes from a literary standpoint. He get captured a lot. So he had to get saved. Batman had to explain shit to him. You know. He becomes Nightwing, right? Yes. Okay, when remember. he was young, when he was a young teenage boy, like of course. And of course, I don't know why Batman just didn't give him a full outfit. He had to like wear those green panties. <laughs> Around for like fifty years, right? Wasn't it cold in Gotham? Like, I don't know. Well, like, he's probably just wearing like nude hose, like he was a Hooters waitress. No, he was not. No, he and Batman like wearing all this black and like he's hiding in the shadows. And he, Robin has like these green panties, this bright red shirt, and a yellow cape. Yeah, like, well, he can't hide with that on. I brought no this, wonder he gets captured all the time. Right, it's ridiculous. I brought I brought this white Jamaican clown with me. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. It never made sense to me that, yeah. that Robin is wearing and why Robin? Well, I mean, I get the Robin thing. They they explain that that okay. you know there's a there's a whole explanation why he's Robin. But I mean, considering the Dark Knight is this whole urban vigilante thing, and he and he's traveling around with the brightest colored like teenage boy with like a domino mask. Like no one knows that's Dick Grayson, right? Like yeah. if you put on that mask and you showed up, I'd be like, Ty, why are you wearing that stupid mask? And anyhow, I might as well just put some makeup around my eyes. You don't know who I am now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at my perfect smoky eye. I'm in disguise. <laughs> well, speaking of bats, I had on my list, uh, I'm, you know, is I think we've talked about this personally before, not on the show that I'm a big fan of the nightfall run of Batman. Sure. I, I was really mad. Like, the way the first movies used Bane, because I was super excited for like a Batman movie with Bane, um, which sort of worked out. We well, finally of. got one, kind of. <laughs> but I, uh, I really liked it when Jean Paul Valley was Batman, when he became like the the Asbat and Ugh, was like that. killing people and making the suit like uh, armor with armor with guns on it. <laughs> yeah, with the big. Actually, that first run of Azrael, those comics are actually pretty good. Um, the uh, the Asbat thing, I could sort of take it or leave it. I just, but. I think I like where it leads the story. I like what how it re- you know requires Bruce to find redemption and discover basically like his true purpose as Batman. Like he needs to get excited about being Batman again. It's funny because he's recovering from the broken back and everything. Right, right. Doesn't someone just lean in and say, Bruce? You know, your parents did get killed by a criminal. That shouldn't that be enough? <laughs> shouldn't that be enough to get him back on track? I don't know. It's, who knows what it's like to be Batman? It seems tough. It it does. It does. Um, let's see. Uh, let me throw in another sidekick here okay. that I like. The in number two on my best sidekicks, like Chewbacca. He's a couple hundred years old. He just I don't know. He he could do a, he could do lots of other things. Chewbacca's but, fantastic. But apparently he just likes pirating and you know flying and you know repairing stuff. He's great. I still don't know how he could like. I have trouble dealing with small screws and stuff like that <laughs> with my hands. Yeah. But I think Chewbacca's got like claws or something, right? And all that hair on his paws. And yet he can find a way to get screws and stuff and and deal with, uh, you know, machine parts. I, I, I haven't quite figured that out yet. It's like long hair on his paws, too, like draping over the ends of his fingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if you try to do engine work with, yeah. with, with paws like that, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, fi- wouldn't you find that to be uh, difficult? Yeah, I feel like OSHA's going to make you trim that shit up. <laughs> Get caught in, like, a something. Like Get some a, gloves, Chewie. In a, in a fan belt or something. 
quite the dexter maybe maybe he has something like like i don't know maybe something really weird going on underneath like each little finger has little fingers you know like endless <laughs> <laughs> like the endless suction, hands photo yeah suction cups like on a the, whole on bunch e- of little on each of his fingertips yeah that would be that would be weird all right i have a couple more all right uh oh, did you have another sidekick it sounded like you no, had a list i had it but it's okay all right i was gonna uh, throw michael cohen in as geez. one of the best sidekicks ever I- i'm enjoying the rollover <laughs> all right go with yours well, we were talking about this last night, uh, the wife and I, because I had read the whole, you know, they, they, they released his his opening remarks that were pre-written before his testimony today. And that's why I read them all last night. And uh, I, I was explaining, I was like, do you remember who Michael Cohen is? Because, you know, she knows like peripherally, but isn't paying nearly as much attention to it as I am. And she's like, I don't remember exactly. And I remember, well, the first time I ever saw him on TV was when he was on one of the CNN shows and the host was sort of like, all these polls say this and that and this and that Hillary's going to has this lead and then Trump has, you know, can't win in these states. And Michael Cohen says, who says who? And like just disputing the polling data, like just this total acolyte. And now it was it was I watched a lot of that today and I don't want to totally sidebar on this, but he's a different person than he was when he was on TV <laughs> representing Trump before really? the election. Yeah. Prison puts a man through many changes. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it was very, what I thought was most telling was that not a single, so this man is there who has been working with the president in a private, in a private fashion for a decade to tell you that he is complicit, if not actively involved in numerous crimes. Right. Campaign finance law, whatever you want to say, crime, the bottom line is crimes. Yes. And not a single GOP representative felt that it was important to ask any questions about those crimes in any way. That's that, not their job. No, their job is to just try to just smear the man. Just that's what, what is this world? I right. can't. Well, I mean, that's not their job. Their job is to make sure the president stays in office. So that's what are they going to do? Not really their job though. I mean, well, it's kind of their job. Well, if they work for the GOP and not for the country, yes, that no, is their so job. That's how this whole thing works. Yeah, we don't well. need to go. All right. Well, so world. new Becky was better than old Becky on Roseanne. New Becky was better looking than old Becky. Just better. Better? Yeah. I don't think she was... I don't know. That's, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure. All right. I think, maybe, you... I think maybe you're thinking that her, her new Becky's turn on, on Scrubs makes her a better long-term like actress. I don't know. Like, I didn't analyze enjoy. it much further. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Did you know that Chester Bennington fronted Stone Temple Pilots for three years? Like he did. Yes. When so, uh, when, when Scott was when Scott was on one like a drug like d- like on the on the shelf for drug rehab. When they finally fired Wayland in 2013, they had no singer for a while, and then were looking for one. And Chester Bennington was taking a break from Lincoln Park and toured with them and recorded a record with them. Uh, and I went and looked into it. It's fine. It sounds like karaoke. It sounds like someone else singing Stone Temple Pilot songs. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I thought was, you know, I mean, now they're both dead. Right. So don't sing for this band or maybe like Perhaps. Yeah. So watch out Jeff Gutt, the current. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Jeff Gutt. All right. Well, I mean, they got to keep working. I guess STP yeah. can probably do some dates. They're probably, people probably still come out to see them. I imagine. 
Yeah, and, and here's a hot one. here's a hot take for you. Here, let me throw a hot take in for you. Sure. The the Navarro the Dave Navarro Red Hot Chili Peppers record isn't that bad. Okay. There, that's the hot take. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a hot. That's like lukewarm at best. <laughs> Do people hate it? Oh, everyone hates it. Okay. Which yeah. one is it? The is it the aeroplane record? No. Is it? Yeah. Oh, one yes. hot minute. Yeah, one hot minute. Yeah. It's not that good either. Uh, I don't know. I like it. All right, let's move on. We're well past the timer. <laughs> so, yeah, one more. Did you want to throw one more on the fire? One oh, I was just going to say Dave Grohl is better than Kurt Cobain. No. <laughs> yes. But yes. 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 Think, yes. Not as impactful. Perhaps not. I I I'd say. I mean, Kurt Cobain changed the entire landscape of music. That's giving him a lot of credit. I mean, they were not. He wasn't the only band in town. They were the ones who s- started this business. Right. They started. They started the downfall of hair metal. I'll never forgive Kurt Cobain for that. <laughs> what about a band that was bridging the gap like Screaming Trees? <laughs> right, but they were the. They were. Um, they were close to the tip of the spear in terms of the grunge movement. So, more impact. He was. He's much more interesting. Everyone loves Dave Grohl. Let's. Fair. I'm going to be clear. Fair. But I don't know if he's better than. I don't think he's better than Kurt Cobain. Ultimately, uh, he's more important to me in my life. Yeah, he's got a long career. The guy's been. The guy's been hanging out with us for thirty years now. Very close to. I mean, he's great. No question about it. I just don't think he's. He's Kurt. It's true. Now that I think back, there was there is a moment during back when MTV still did Unplugged where Nirvana did Unplugged, and that was just, like, fucking incredible. It's like, a genius I, performance. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm wrong, but I was trying to be, I was trying to be, uh, I was trying to deliver some takes for you to dispute. So <laughs> I liked it. I did my job. I like it. I like it. All right, segment three, we're going to talk about actors who either passed over roles or missed out on them. So I was, ta- I was calling it sliding doors moments when it comes to uh, uh, acting, you know, casting decisions. But coincidentally, today... Netflix was asking on Twitter that if you could change the end of any movie, what would you change and why? And I thought I would ask you what you thought about that. Yeah. Let's see. The first thing that pops into my mind, um, and it has to do with the book as well, but the end of Harry Potter. Spoiler alert. Do I have to spoiler alert Harry Potter? (laughs) It's been six years, seven (laughs) years? It's been a while. Anyway, I don't really have to. I'm just joking about that. But yes, I think that, so these kids have this, unbelievable childhood where they defeat the world's darkest wizard and nearly die. And everyone they know, like half of the people they know are dead now. And then they fast skip like 25 years into the future. Yeah. The age makeup's bad by the way. And, and what they, are they living some sort of quiet suburban wizarding life? I don't know. This doesn't seem like, like perhaps a man who's the greatest living wizard or the potential to be the greatest living wizard is some sort of wizarding accountant. I don't even know what they do. They, they're just, he's, he does look like a wizard CPA. Yeah. He's like pushing his son onto the, you know, onto the, onto the train. I'm like, what is going What? No, he should be in the far reaches of the planet, battling dark magic, doing whatever he needs to be doing because he's the only one who can do it. 
right? That's that's Harry Potter's destiny. Harry Potter's destiny is to marry Ginny Weasley, have kids, and send his kids to Hogwarts. Good lord, this is crazy. That's yeah, I would like to end. see sort of a fast forward into additional some sort of battle type scene or whatever. You know what you should do? You should fast forward him to where Harry's old and is talking to his grandchild about Hogwarts. And Harry's like missing an eye. Or like his arm got ripped off by some dragon in Czechoslovakia or something. Sure. That would be be something. Like at least he'd lived this amazing life. But that's just sad, that that ending. Well, you've obviously put some thought into that because... (laughs) You're like the first one that comes to mind, and then you have like a five minute spiel about Harry Potter needs to be edited at the end. It does. They should just defeat Voldemort. He should kiss Ginny Weasley, and that should credits. Yeah, that's it. Done. And then we can then you leave the door open for a whole rich, full wizarding life for for Harry, as opposed to that. That's just ridiculous. I just I can't stand it. Well, now that we're doing this, I probably would have simplified the entire scene with Dumbledore in the white train station and King's Cross station where like the soul is there and, and he's the, is it real? Well, does it matter? That whole conversation they have. Right. I would have just like packed that into the idea that during some, at some point during the, the fighting, he realizes he's got to kill himself. Right. And come up with a creative way to make that happen. And I would have skipped that entire Dumbledore speech about the soul thing. <laughs> he still would have lived. Nothing would have changed, but yeah. He would have had to come up with basically just use the ending of Frozen, where you have to sacrifice yourself in order to defeat the evil magic. Right. It's a it's yeah. a it's Dumbledore's Obi Wan Kenobi moment. Yeah, it's annoying. I don't like it. It, it goes <laughs> on for like an hour. I swear to God, that scene is an hour long. <laughs> All right. Well, my answer to that question is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> well, I, here's where that here's where that yes, it should it should be not exist. It should not exist that movie. That's how you that's how you fix that movie. <laughs> Well, so that's what I was saying is I was thinking that fixing the end probably isn't enough, but the whole thing really did make me wish that they had found a right way to do Indiana Jones and ancient aliens because that sounds awesome and it's terrible that they made it and it sucks. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, Marion has his son is also a dot. There's, there's some decent ideas in yeah. Crystal Skull. The whole thing's just glommed together. So it's just a big mess. Well, it, it goes off the rails during the monkey swinging part. I mean, it's not oh. good up to that point, but then it goes off the rails at that part, and it never recovers. It just and gets complete, worse from there. And a complete waste of the awesome Kate Blanchett. Just a complete waste. A very, uh, yeah, just awful. But so we wanted to get into actors or actresses who didn't get the roles that are... Uh, who either who either pa- passed on roles that turned, that turned into... They, and somebody else made them famous, right? I gathered a few. Do you have one to start? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds has a long history of passing over shit that turns good. <laughs> you know, he, yeah, he could have been he could have been 007. Can you imagine Burt Reynolds as 007? That would have been maybe perhaps a train wreck. But they they offered it to him. Um, he could have been Han Solo. Really? Yeah. He could have been Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. And he could have been John McClane in Die Hard. That would not have been a good movie. <laughs> but these are the these are the kind of these are the kind of scripts that Bert's turn was turning down. Anyway, so great eye for talent, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Made some classics, passed on some classics. Again, this what's funny about this whole this whole premise is that these movies are great because of the people who are in them, so mm-hmm. people end up in the right place eventually. But it's funny to think how many of these things go through development, get names attached to them, and then then 
aren't. Yeah, and, and I think most of the time the with the the uh, the value of hindsight, you you are less inclined to think that someone else could have played that role. Uh, you get you become become attached to the character the way it was rendered on your screen already. Although right. you did kind of touch very closely because you mentioned a couple of different roles uh, that Bert passed on. Um, I discovered in my looking around that Tom Selleck couldn't get out of Magnum PI to play Indiana Jones. Right. And that actually is a really interesting what if, where if Tom Selleck is Indiana Jones, but everything else in the world is exactly the same. I feel like the entire world is different if that right. happens. <laughs> and it would have worked. It would have it oh, completely yeah. worked. In fact, I'm sort of pissed that there aren't at least like six or seven Quigley movies. Like, Quigley We've Down talked Under, about Quigley before. Yes. Quigley Down Under should be the first of at least three movies. Well, I just... I want like a... Now it makes me feel like Indiana Jones could have been like a James Bond role. You could have just kept making Indiana Jones movies, and they just kept pa- they could have kept passing the mantle. Yeah, like you're Indiana. <laughs> yeah, now you're Indiana Jones. I think Indiana. Well, the thing about Indiana Jones though is it's it's so much about the time period too. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's as much a character. I mean, James Bond works in the '60s and the '70s and the '80s and the '90s because he's just a man of that time. Yeah, but. But Indiana Jones is a guy who, like, is in his prime during World War II kind of a thing. You know what I mean? He's, he's very much of that era. Um, and also in looking around, I looked at the names of people who turned down Brokeback Mountain, and it's, like, everybody. It's, like, DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Ryan Filippi, Mark Wahlberg. They all said no. It was a long time ago, and it was a big deal at the time. I'm not surprised. I mean, it took some break. It did take... It take it took brave actors to to do that and yeah. uh they ended, yeah, they ended up getting the right guy so um god bless them that worked out i th- i had a couple that came to mind that i thought were good ones that uh, like most of these things are good right like i think well first of all here's a bad one so i you know emma watson turned down la la land which went to emma stone to do beauty and the beast and i think la la land might have been a better movie with emma watson you sure no i'm not sure but but yeah. i think it's possible I think I think I think Emma Stone might be a better. So I I think I like her in that sort of singy dancy. She does she manic seems... really well in that that role. I don't know if that role necessarily calls for it. If it or if it just becomes that way because she's in it, right? But that sort of struggling actor energy that the kind of I'm mm-hmm. terrified that I might starve next week. It, that that she does definitely have that. Whereas she Emma does. Watson has a placidity. <laughs> To yes. her countenance that uh, maybe wouldn't have, wouldn't have uh, nice vocab <laughs> wouldn't have matched yeah. up as well. <laughs> I saw Gwyneth Paltrow passed on Titanic and Boogie Nights. That's good for everybody involved, I think. Yeah, Gwen. Um, so speaking of Gwen taking a role, she took she took um, Shakespeare in Love when Julia Roberts passed on that. Now Shakespeare in Love is a train wreck with Julia Roberts in it. Well, hold on, because I saw that same thing. But the reason that Julia Roberts was attached to it is because originally Daniel Day-Lewis was attached to play Shakespeare. And yes. I think, you know, if, if you put Jen, Julia Roberts with DDL, I mean, maybe that movie should have won an Oscar. It did win an Oscar. <laughs> I know, but it should have. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the uh, um, No, Joe Fines as Prince, as William Shakespeare, is 
Do you, do you realize he looks just like Prince during that whole thing, by the way? You think he looks anyway. like Prince? Oh my god, he looks hilariously like Prince. I don't think he so looks like Prince. So Joe Fines as Prince, as William Shakespeare, <laughs> is one of the greatest... I mean, I, I stumbled across that movie on uh, just a couple months back. I watched it. It's so good. It is so stinking good. And What, it's all what are you talking about? Shakespeare in Love is good? Yes! That's a oh terrific my. movie. I, I guess it's a decent, stupid popcorn romance. It's a terrific movie. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to hear about. It. I'm not hearing your. I'm not hearing your dissent on this. I don't. He doesn't um, look like Prince. What are you talking about? It does. Joe Fines looks like <laughs> Prince. Is Joe Fines as Prince as William Shakespeare? Um, Emily Blunt um, turned down Black Widow. She could have been our black. She could have been Black Widow, which would have been pretty good. Bad for me. <laughs> Bad for, I know how much you love Emily Blunt with a exoskeleton and a giant sword. Yeah, and in all other things she does. I but, saw John Travolta passed on Forrest Gump. Thank oh God. Oh God, Jesus, please. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, that'd have been uh, no awful. It would have been a bad, bad movie. Yeah, it would have been a. I don't even know how you even. I don't even know where you start with that. The uh, um, Kevin Hart turned down Al Pacino in <laughs> Tropic Thunder. Al, Pac- Al Pacino. That seems laugh. impossible. Yeah. Like, what was know. he doing? That, what, what, I don't Kevin know. Hart wasn't he was... even that famous at that time. Right. I mean, not. Um, I mean, he was famous in the comedy world, but not famous like he is now. Yeah, he was getting a. He was going to get a break there. By the way, Tropic Thunder is also. I think is. It doesn't show up a lot places. It's underrated. That well, yeah, funny. because Robert Downey Jr. is playing a blackface character. They're not going to run that on cable anymore. That's done. <laughs> That's never going to get seen again. He's an Australian guy playing a... I know what's happening. <laughs> he got nominated for an Academy Award for that role, by the it, way. I don't, I don't even know how to talk about that. Honestly, it's so... I mean, I get what they're doing, but it, it's just... You know, I go back. You know how I am. Like I go back to this. Like you just can't do it, man. You just can't. <laughs> I I agree. And then they and then they do. And then you know, obviously, some of the dialogue in there is a little bit, you know, yeah, suspect. But man, that's a powerhouse performance from Tom Cruise, though. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> he's so Tom Cruise good. is an excellent actor in everything. Yeah, his he's high so intensity. As long as the role calls for high intensity, Tom Cruise is your guy. How about if Will Smith gets the Matrix instead of Keanu? Well, he said he would have fucked it up. <laughs> I'm sure I saw the same thing that you did, where he said that he watched it. And I can't but tell if this get is... It. I think this... I, this is kind of damning Keanu with faint praise here, where he says, quote, I watch Keanu's performance, and very rarely do I say this, but I would have messed it up. I would have absolutely messed up the Matrix. At that point, I wasn't smart enough as an actor to let the movie be, whereas Keanu was smart enough to just let it be. Let the movie and the director tell the story and don't try and perform every moment. That seems like a backhanded compliment at best. Well, Will Smith can suck it. Because the first Matrix movie is so good. It would only work for me if it's Will Smith, if he's just giving Keanu's performance, but it's just Will Smith. Like, if it's Will Smith doing Will Smith things, I definitely don't want to see that movie. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I can imagine, you know, Leo DiCaprio shows up on this on these lists a lot. I'm sure he just gets a million scripts, right? He probably gets attached to everything. Maybe less so now. But I'm sure when between the ages of 25 and 
whatever. How old is he now? He's 40, right? At least. Yeah, at least. Like Between 25 and 35, I'm sure every script came across his, uh, his desk. Um, the last one I had was that uh, Johnny Demp nearly booked for Ferris Bueller <laughs> before declining for scheduling conflicts. Yeah, I can't. I can't even see it. Right? I don't even know. Right. I don't even know what that performance looks like. I mean, is it like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Because <laughs> <laughs> we watched Charlie Chocolate Factory is kind of funny. It's so we watched it recently. It's really off-putting. <laughs> like he he's Michael Jackson. Yes, right? it's yes. more like I don't know if you've seen it. Did you ever watch any Atlanta? No, I've never. I there's a character, that. and I know there's somebody probably who has seen the show that is going to hear this and, and yell at me, and I can't remember what it is, but there's a character that seems like they're doing sort of a Michael Jackson thing, and it's just this terrifying, maybe you're going to get murdered while the, while you're in this house situation. <laughs> that's the whole thing. His vibe in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is weird. The How the fact that the Oompa Loompas are all that one guy is yes. weird. That new movie, is it's not better. No, it lacks a, it's well, it's Tim Burton, right? It's a Burton yeah. thing. He can't make it he can't make it not weird. I'd rather watch the Gene Wilder version. I think oh, even my kids prefer it. My kids kinda like look at look at me when this one's on, they're like, What's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening in this one? Exactly. Alright, well it's time to go to the OT, and that means Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! Dad jokes of the week. Woo! So continuing our upward trend, these aren't the worst. They're not the best, but they're not the worst. Are you ready? Yes. How can you double your money? By folding it in half. <laughs> That's not really Don't doubling laugh. your money. Don't laugh. Did you hear about that boy who had to do a project about trains? He had to keep track of everything. <laughs> What happens when a frog's car breaks down? It gets... Jumped? Toad. Toad! (laughs) (laughs) Jumped is not that bad. Jumped is is, is right in there, though. Definitely a contender. You know, I'm not happy being a glue salesman, but I stick with it. (laughs) Not a joke. That's a a lesson. That's a good lesson for you kids out there. Stick with it. (laughs) Stick-to-itiveness. Somehow that's a word. (laughs) What's the best day to eat bacon? Friday. Fry, obviously. I don't know. I oven cook the bacon these days. <laughs> Fuck around with <laughs> pan, spray oil, hot oil Jesus. everywhere. I can't believe I ever did that, in fact. Well, if you're cooking four pieces of bacon, you can throw them in a pan. But sure. if you're cooking bacon for a family, yes. pan is not an option. No. You in gotta the oven. go to oven. Yeah. Quit screwing around. And last but not least, I gave all my dead batteries away today. Free of charge. <laughs> That's actually a good one. I like yeah, that I like one. It. I like it. So, um, so all year I've been putting, I've been trying to write dad jokes, and I so at my on my whiteboard at work, I, you know, either borrow a dad joke from the internet or I try to write one. Uh-huh. So this week was Shark Week. This week is Shark Week on my oh, board. Is? Yes. My dad joke board at work is Shark Week. Oh, not so, like it's not Shark Week. Like it's actually. not actually Shark Week. No, okay. on my on my got dad it, got joke it. I'm board. I'm with you now. I, I'm, okay. I'm there. So today I stole your joke and said, "Why do sharks swim in salt water? Because pepper water makes them sneeze." Nice. Which got a very, which got a very. I, I said I, it's a repurposed. 
I repurposed that joke. Uh, all of them are repurposed. But the joke from Monday was, and I'm sure someone's already made this joke because I was just trying to think Shark Week, but I went to the aquarium and my favorite exhibit wasn't there. Turned out it was a lone shark. <laughs> all right. A lone shark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was my that was my joke from Monday. That it's, not I wrote. Bad. it's not bad. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm just uh, I got to come up. I thought card shark. I don't know. I, I got to come up with a joke for tomorrow. It'll, it'll occur to me sometime between now and then. Well, I came across one that I was going to share also. Oh, okay. Um, yesterday I ate two pieces of string. Today they came out tied together. I shit you not. <laughs> Well, that's funny. All right, that's it for Dad Jokes of the Week. So as we head into the OT, we have some more celebrity news. Um, Fox announced today, it is Wednesday still, that the long-rumored Beverly Hills 90210 reboot featuring the original cast is actually going to happen. Well, I mean, sort of, right? So the, the cast that's, that's confirmed involved to this point, Jason Priestley, Jenny Garth, Ian Ziering, Gabrielle Carteris, Brian Austin Green, and Tori Spelling. Obviously, the name that screams out here is Luke Perry. Missing, you mean? Missing. Yeah. Where's Brendan and Dylan, man? What's going on? Yeah. And where's where's Shannon and Doherty? Yeah. They got... They got to be lurking in the wings, right? I mean, they got to. Maybe they saving them. Are they saving them for pop? Apparently, it's a six episode event series. So six episodes. You got to get. We got to see. You can't do this without Brendan. Dylan, can you? This it's almost impossible. They they must be saving them or something. To, I feel like the rift between Kelly and Brenda and Dylan is on the show is so deep. It's now like it's real. <laughs> <laughs> their method acting is that what you're saying yeah the love triangle they actually now hate each other they, they, know, they hate each couldn't. other although I mean Shannon is notoriously difficult to work with she does lose every job she ever books after a couple of years right but can't she can't do six episodes I mean honest to god maybe they just don't want to deal with her shit I don't know maybe so here's what I have to say about this first of all Gabrielle, Car- Gabrielle Carteris is 58 <laughs> <laughs> she was 43 years old when it first ran I, so I, hope, I look senior. forward to a show where she's watching like you know gold commercials, like investing in gold and <laughs> and getting ready to register for Medicare. It wasn't her fault that she got cast as a high school senior in her thirties. <laughs> but everybody else is not like that. nobody else is a spring chicken. Zering is fifty four. Yeah, um, Jason Priestley's forty nine. Jenny Garth forty six. Yeah, I mean I got that. I mean, and remember the first time. Dylan showed up and Luke Perry, you're like, that guy's in high school. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, yes. that guy's 20. That guy's t- it's like it's like the cast of Grease when you're watching Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. It's like, they're in high school? He has permanent wrinkles in his head. <laughs> What's going on? But so what I read about this is that they're like, they're playing heightened versions of themselves, shopping a reboot of their own show. So they are actually playing themselves in this in this limited run. They're not playing the doesn't seem like they're playing the characters. What? Yeah, so I'm not sure what's oh, going no. on. Is it something high concept? We're not just gonna catch up with these people, are we? This that's what you should do, right? Let's just catch up with the characters. That's for what six I episodes. would because when you asked you, you put it in the in the, the agenda as do we really need a nine oh two one oh reboot? And my, my response was absolutely I want an update. Yeah, what's right. going on? 
Well, they had 90210 recently with Jenny Garth, right? So Yes, there was a, just an updated show with teenagers. Yeah. It was not worth and watching. And so we've seen her. So yes. it, so let's bring let's bring them back in the fold do a little six episode run. But if they're going to make it something weird and high concept, that's going to that's really going to suck. Yeah, I plus, read so what I read to you there was right off the the report from the Fox press release. Well, well then. Apparently I'll pass. Pass. Tor- Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth have along with the CW's 90210 writers concocted the alternative revival take and have been developing it for the past few years. Ooh, no one maybe they're maybe Shannon Doherty's just being sensible at this point then. <laughs> From the minds of Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth. <laughs> Ian Zeering's got all that Sharknado money. He doesn't need to do he doesn't need to do anything he doesn't want to do, right? Nine oh two one oh NATO. Yeah. I mean oh. I just you know, this is a this is an opportunity like in a in a in a limited run series to like oh Dylan came back. Oh Brenda's here. Oh right. Valerie Malone is here. Like, you know, Tiffany, Tiffany will show up. She'd do it. She'd do an episode and a half. Sure. Right. I need the Save by the Bell reboot. Or, or re- reunion, rather. Man. They're all still around. And yeah. Screech does not have to be involved. <laughs> I don't think Screech is allowed to be involved. No, but we can, we can, that's what I'm saying. It's fine. We can skip him. <laughs> <laughs> He's an important part of the series, though. You can't do it without him. Uh, he, you can't look what he's become. I can't. Oh, I understand what he's become, but you can't have a you can't have an effective you can't have an effective reunion without him. Fine. It just it just it doesn't work. I'm real high on Gosler right now because I'm enjoying the passage. You're watching it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for you. It is good. I like it. I like, I like what they're doing with it. It's and not exactly like the book, but or but I'm enjoying it for what it is. I wouldn't know. I don't know the source material, but uh, I'm enjoying the show so far, and uh, I really appreciate. MPG for being kind of the patron saint of dudes with kind of a shitty beard. <laughs> <laughs> he does have your beard. It's it's like a pretty good. It's not a bad beard. It's just it's not great. <laughs> but but it made, <laughs> it made me realize that if I draw a line between Chris Pratt and Mark Paul Gossler's beard and a U, like there's kind of a thing happening. There's like a there's a continuity between Chris Pratt beard. Beard Chris Pratt, beard Mark Progosser, and you. There's, a, there's there's something happening there. There gonna, there's a you're all in the same ballpark. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. It's it should be you a, should. a lot better than our friend Reggie who told me, Has anyone ever told you you look like Dan Levitar? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well that's that's uh, don't wear a flat build hat then, because that that's that's gonna that's gonna throw you right into there. Alright, well yeah. we are uh Running fat. You ready to wrap it up? Let's do it. That's our show for this week, and our thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three podcast. Please know that we appreciate tremendously the time you choose to spend with us. And if you don't already, please subscribe and or review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and search for our names on Spotify. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next time with more shenanigans. And until then, peace. Peace.